welcome to Loud Girls in Quiet Rooms, a podcast about current issues in libraries, museums, and archives. I'm Courtney. And I'm Catherine. And today we're just going to tell some cool museum and library stories. Yeah, our last episode was a little down. <laughs> yeah, and it's it was warm yesterday. It's yep. beautiful today. So gorgeous. So we're in good moods yeah. and just want to talk about fun stuff. Yeah, why not sit in a closet and tell some funny <laughs> stories? Exactly. That's what everyone wants to be doing on their beautiful Sunday morning. Yeah. All right. Do you want to start? Because I'm so excited. I've been waiting for you to tell this story on the podcast. <laughs> this is like part of the reason why I, I, I wanted to start this podcast was to just like get the story recorded because I like I, it. Yeah. I, I've told pretty much everyone that I know, but... <laughs> A lot of people that know you that are listening have mm-hmm. not heard this story. Yes. Oh, so it's it's a great story. So I used to work at Loyola's Art Museum and I was working there as like a basically like a security guard, mm-hmm. just kind of walking around the galleries, making sure no one touched anything. And the muscle. It, <laughs> <you> yes. <laughs> yes. Because I'm a very intimidating person. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can you please not touch please, that? Please stop. <laughs> so in the summer between my junior and senior year, I had been kind of promoted to a curatorial intern mm-hmm. and was going to be working with the museum director. And because it was summer and I was working over the summer, there were a lot of student workers that worked in the galleries that weren't there. They went home for the summer. So a lot of times I had to fill in for a shift that they didn't have enough people. So there was one day I was in the galleries and it was a very slow day, as it usually is there. And I was on these, you know, the big galleries. There's five rooms and I was the only person in there. Yeah, it's so, kind of like a tunnel, sort of. Yeah, and you can't stand at one end and see all the way to the other end. You kind of have to, like, move around. Right. Um, which makes which is important hard. for the story. Yeah, um, especially if you're the only one there. Yeah. So this woman comes in with her, like, five grandkids. And the kids just come, like, sprinting into the gallery. Like, they've got... Their admission stickers on their foreheads. They're like <laughs> running around in circles. They're like doing cartwheels. As um, you should in an art museum. <laughs> and the poor grandma was just like, probably just like, I just want to see some art and get out of here. So there were, like I said, five kids, probably all under the age of 12. The oldest was probably 12. So the four like younger kids stayed with their grandma and were just kind of running around the biggest room where I was. And the 12-year-old kind of went off on his own towards, you know, the back galleries where I couldn't see him. So I stayed to make sure that the grandma was going to, like, rein in her grandkids (laughs) and make sure that they didn't do anything. Please control Um, these children. So I walk back to the last gallery on the floor, and there's this angel sculpture uh, that's made out of wood. It's from, like the 17th century and it had just been restored and cleaned so it was like looking all fresh um and it's on this pedestal and this 12 year old kid was he had his coat like on the pedestal and was just like staring up at this this sculpture 
And so I walk up to him and I said, Hey, you have to take your, you have to take a step back and take your coat off there. And he turned around and looked at me with just like this look of sheer terror and then ran to the front. And so I heard this noise when I walked back there that I thought kind of sounded like it was a little like crackling noise. Mm-hmm. It was very faint. Um, and I thought he might've like put his sticker on the pedestal and like ripped it off. Ugh. That's kind of the noise. It's like, I don't know. I that's, enough. That's where my mind went. Um, so I'm just like inspecting everything that, you know, the area around the sculpture. And then I look at the sculpture itself and one of the fingers was missing. One of the fingers, the wooden fingers of this just restored 17th century sculpture was missing. Was missing. Yes. So I go to the front desk and in the meantime, the grandma and her grandkids have left. Mm -hmm. Um, So I go to one of my coworkers at the front desk and I was like, hey, I know that they moved the sculpture from upstairs to downstairs. I don't know if like something happened to the sculpture. Like did, did it break or something? Cause one of the fingers is missing. Have you noticed that? And she was just like, no, <laughs> I think it was there. Um, so we called up to my boss and the curator. That's got to be a really fun call to make. And she, I don't know what she said, because I had gone back in the gallery at that point. And like two minutes later, they come sprinting down the stairs, <laughs> going to the like back of, you know, to see the sculpture. And curator was like that finger was definitely there oh so oh my god yeah it it was just it was a mess so we kind of did rotations every half an hour so I was moved out of the second floor gallery and to the front desk Mm -hmm. and probably 20 minutes after oh wait no what happened first was they had me go next door because the Loyola Art Museum is next to the Hershey store. Mm-hmm. So they were like, maybe they went to the Hershey store after. And like, so they had me go into the Hershey store and then go into the like little plaza that's outside across the street from the museum right. to see if I could like find them. Yeah. It's like right off Michigan Avenue. Yeah. It's like right <laughs> next to the water tower. Oh my goodness. Um, and I couldn't find them. So I'm sitting at the front desk and then a campus safety person comes and he's like ready to go. And he was like, all right, tell me what happened. Like, wh- where's where's the situation? And I was like, oh, it's in the, you know, back gallery. And he said, did anyone, like, call the police or anything? Like, who? And I, I was just like, who? Like, does anyone know you're here? Should I call my boss? And he was like, no, you need to take me there now. Did anyone call the police? And I said, like, no, I don't think we needed to call the police. It was just, like, a kid making a mistake. Like, he just broke a finger off the sculpture. And he, his demeanor immediately changed and looked like so relaxed. And he said, okay, we got our signals crossed because they told me someone died in here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Because I guess, uh, theft at the museum sounds a lot like death at the museum. Oh my God. That's my favorite part of the story. Every time you tell it, it gets better. It's so great. It was... A day. Could you imagine being that campus safety person being like, oh my god, did you guys call the cops? And, and like this calm ass like, girl like, no, it was just some kid making a mistake. No big deal. <laughs> I know a 
Oh my seem God. like a monster. Oh, you're like, mm, no, why would we? <laughs> There's just, been a death. <laughs> I thought we would just take care of it ourselves. Yeah, just, you uh, know. Yeah, it was crazy, though. And then I remember going home and telling my roommates, I'm going to get fired. Like, <laughs> I was supposed to work for the director yeah. They are not going to let me do this. They're going to think I'm so irresponsible. Yeah. But there's but, nothing you could have done. No, no, no. And it was fine. Like, they... Because the director was asking a lot of questions about, like, what happened. And both the curator and my boss at the time said, like, she did everything right. She caught it right away. Yeah. And I guess the curator told that story at orientations. <laughs> As, like, an example of what to do right. Right. Like, these things happen. Yeah. Yeah. It it does happen. And the reason that we know it was the kid was because they paid with a credit card. (sighs) So we got their phone, the grandma's phone number from the credit card information. Oh, my goodness. And she, so we called them and she said, yeah, he um, panicked and, like, threw it away when we got outside. (laughs) (laughs) That kid. So they had to, like, ship in wood from... Like, Austria, because it was oh made God. out of Lindenwood, and it needed to match. Of course. Oh, my God. If that kid would have just been like, I did this. Yeah, <sighs> it would have solved a lot of problems. Yeah. So, if you ever break something, probably tell someone. Yeah, own up to it. Yeah. Like, They're not going to charge you for the whole sculpture. No. Yeah. Oh, man. That... So, that was my first story. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. I'm so glad that you told it. I've been waiting so long. <laughs> So great. So, you tell your story now. Okay, I've been, like, trying to think of, like, funny things that have happened to me at the library, and honestly, there's not that many. I mean, it's pretty low-key. So this is, like, not about when I was working. This is about when I was at the Newberry Library. hmm So, last summer, uh, two summers ago, I worked the Newberry Library book sale, which is this, like, huge crazy book sale that they do. It's, like, how they do a lot of their fundraising. People donate books throughout the year. There's someone whose entire job it is to just, like, figure out, like, accept these donations and organize them according to subject for this book sale. And people get crazy about it. It's insane. Working it was an experience in and of itself. They eventually put me in the, like, romance and mystery novel room after I was in the history room originally and it was like so low-key and we just like it was totally fine we were super covered and so then they put me in romance and sci-fi and apparently there's this woman who like brings in a team of people every year and like that's like her room and they like (laughs) know everything that's there and they kind of like hoard books based on like genre and and what she wants um (laughs) Which I probably shouldn't tell in the podcast because you're not supposed to do that. But everyone knows she does it and, like, she's just kind of, she gets away with it. Anyway, that's not the story. The story happened last summer when I went there um, with Courtney mm-hmm. and uh, two of my friends from work. And we're just kind of, like, going through these rooms. And I see this little note that's, like, ask about the John Gacy period. And I was like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Clearly intrigued. And so I went to the woman working in the room and I was like, hey, the the John Gacy, is that like noted serial killer John Wayne Gacy, who's from 
the Chicagoland area. And she gives me this look, like, how dare you ask me that? Just, like, the worst look I've ever been given by a middle-aged <laughs> woman. And she's just like, yes, there's allegedly a John Wayne Gacy painting. I'm not the person to ask about that. Do you know um, the man who's in charge of the Newberry book sale? And I was like, oh, yeah, I, like, worked the book sale last summer, and we've met, and just, like, trying to be nice to this woman. She's just like you should ask and like walked away as if I had just like <laughs> probably murdered someone the exact same way that John Wayne Casey murdered people but I looked into it and um it's unverified whether or not he actually painted this painting from prison oh jeez. Uh, yeah because he was a painter as well yeah. as like and he did like clown paintings which is even creepier because yeah he would dress up like a clown to murder people oh. <laughs> um but somebody like dropped it off at the Newberry one day, like wrapped up in a ton of like paper and there was like a note that was like Gacy, basically. <laughs> and it's unverified whether or not he did it. And no one's allowed to profit off of like things that's like it's serial killers aren't allowed to profit off of their work related mm-hmm. to their crime. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like that so. law. Yeah. I'll look it up. Anyway, um but yeah, that's how I asked somebody about a murder painting, and they gave me the worst look I've ever been given. At a library. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are you going to tell another story about Luma? I am going to tell another story about Luma. I like this one, too. So there was, like, a Loyola family weekend, and my senior year, my younger cousin was a freshman there. And so her family came, my family came, and our great aunt and uncle came. And so I was really excited to show them, you know, this is where I work. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, been a big part of my life for the past year. Like, it, I was really good friends with everyone who worked there and just had a generally like positive experience. So we got there right when the docent tours are supposed to start. Mm Mm-hmm. And no one, like, ever takes the docent tours. So the docents are always really bored. So this docent was like, do you, do you want do you want a tour? Should I give a tour to your family, Courtney? And I was like, yeah, okay. Sure. So she's, you know, taking us through the museum. And I actually think it was the same exhibit that was up when the finger was broken off the sculpture. <laughs> Of course. I'm pretty sure. So there's there was this painting that was done on, I think it was like aluminum. Mm-hmm. So we get to that, and the docent asks my family, what do you think this painting is painted on? And my aunt goes up to the painting and runs her hand down it. Uh. <laughs> And I was like, no! And she said, what? It sounded like she wanted me to touch it. I was like, you never touch anything in a museum. And then, as I'm telling her this, I turn around, and my younger cousin is doing the exact same thing. And I was like, get over here! Don't do it! And so I, like, told them to stop. And then one of the um, students in the gallery came up to me and said, 
I'm really glad you said something because I really did not want to have to yell at your family in front of you. <laughs> so bad. I when we do installations at a at the library, my parents would always like touch the the like cases. Yeah. And like those cases, they're not like drilled into the wall or like drilled into like the ground or anything. They like you can move them. Mm-hmm. And like if you rock them a little bit, the books can fall in the thing. And also, I was like, who do you think cleans the fingerprints off of these things? <laughs> it's me. I'm yeah. the one. Stop touching the cases. My dad <sighs> one time at the Art Institute, like, put his hand on one of the uh, stands where there was, like, a ancient Greek marble sculpture. And oh I was like, goodness. dad. Stop it. <laughs> so bad. Ugh. So do you have another story? So yeah, I have I have another story. And this is just, like, very specific to my library, but just a weird thing that happened to me. So, last fall, or two falls ago, I don't know, a couple years ago, when I had kind of, like, first been starting out at the library um, that I work at now, Loyola. Oh, so many Loyola-centric stories. Look at us. <laughs> um, but we have a storage facility. It's called the library storage facility it's under um it's in the basement of this like building that's by the lake and it has no windows and the lights are kind of like iffy if they work or not in certain places <laughs> like it's very dark and uh i there's like a lot of problems with the books there because they just like kind of moved a ton of books about 10 years ago into that storage facility to free up shelf space and they basically just like scanned in every book that they moved and just put a like an orange flag in everything that had a problem that they couldn't scan in properly so there were like thousands of books with orange flags in this facility and i was like well that's not acceptable i'm gonna fix all those problems and i did (laughs) but i basically spent a week in this like windowless storage facility and it was in october and um every year the library social committee does this thing called Haunted LSF, where they do a haunted house in the storage facility. (laughs) I had never been to Haunted LSF. I think it was my first year working there. I'd never, like, done this, didn't know they were doing it, and they had been setting up over the weekend. So I come in on a Monday. None of the lights are really working. I think I was listening to, like, some creepy podcast, like Limetown or something. So I'm, like, already a little spooked, and uh, it's completely silent. No one's in there. And I walk into the bathroom and turn on the lights, and there's just this, like, bloody shower curtain. I don't know why there's a shower curtain in this bathroom, (laughs) but there's always a shower curtain in there, but they had just, like, it's, like, bloody. And on the mirror is written, like, get out or, like, help or something like that. And it's just, like totally terrifying so i started screaming because i was horrified luckily no one was down there to hear me scream like a crazy person and um yeah totally freaked myself out couple days later the stack supervisor was down giving someone who was new this girl who had just been hired a tour and she was like oh can i use the bathroom really quickly And the second she went in, I remembered, like, oh my god, the bloody shower curtain is still up and help is still written on the mirror (laughs) from, like, after the uh, haunted LSF thing. And, like, 
the second I thought of it, she just started screaming too. And I was like, oh my God, oh, Jimmy, you forgot to take it down. And he was like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. So yeah. Oh, that's so funny. It wasn't just me. It was also the other girl that they hired. But yeah, it was terrifying. I like thought someone had been murdered. <laughs> yeah. Great stories. Great stories. About All death. Around. <laughs> Murders in the museum and life. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, death at the museum. For sure. I think that's like an Agatha Christie novel, isn't it? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Alright, well thanks for listening to our crazy stories, but um we're gonna I'm gonna ask you a little question, Courtney. What's what, that question? That question is. What's on your mind? What's on my mind, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Is no, just <laughs> the Harry Styles single. Oh my god. Yes. And also the movie Holes. <laughs> this is the most our apartment combination <laughs> of things that could be on your mind. Please explain. Well, Harry Styles, as some of you may know, came out with a single, as we're recording this, two days ago. Yes. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. And have been listening to it nonstop. What is it called? It's called Sign of the Times. It's so great. Everyone should listen to it. It's, it's really good. gives me um, Space Oddity vibes. Yeah, for sure. Very Bowie. Yeah. I just, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it too. I'm not gonna lie. It's so good. It's great. And then holes because uh, some of our friends watched it last night, and we watched it with the cast commentary. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I had seen it with the cast commentary. Is Shia LaBeouf in the cast commentary? Yeah, it's like most of the D10 voice. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm and so sad I wasn't here. Just so like all of their comments are just like. Oh man, that was sick. That was, that was awesome. That was that was a sick day. What a rad time we had <laughs> filming the movie holes. And then like every woman that was on screen, like, oh, she's so hot. Eartha Kit, so hot. <laughs> Eartha Kit, dream babe. Um, oh man. Yeah. So it was a great experience, oh. and I learned that there's an alternative alternative script to holes what oh yeah i've read it i have not read it but you can find it on the internet oh yeah i got it sent to me so i'm gonna read it today it's crazy it's like mad dystopian yeah yeah they they were explaining it to me and they were just like it's kind of like mad max yeah a little bit oh yeah yeah, yeah. it totally is man holes Excellent film. It really is. I saw it in theaters when it first came. Oh yeah, I did too. Oh good, yeah. And I loved it. Everyone rewatch Holes. It's so good. Wildly underrated. Our recommendation to you: watch Holes. Catherine. Yeah. What's on your mind? Huh. Well, this upcoming week, the week that we're in the middle of, as you're hearing this right now, uh, is National Library Appreciation Week. It is. It is. Um, so every year, ALA has National Library Appreciation Week. That's this week. I'm so excited for it because we're doing a crazy amount of activities, which we haven't really done since I've been at the library. Mm-hmm. So we have, like, I think, like, four or five events that we're doing this week. And I'm on the PR committee, so a lot of it is, like, 
stuff that I'm involved with, and we're doing some stuff for our students, introducing our new dean to the students, and um, we're doing, like, library awards for people who've been there for a really long time, and I'm really stoked about it. I think it's going to be really fun. And um, I also found out this week that I am officially going to the American Library Association conference in Chicago in June. That's so exciting. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that, and I'm just, like, so stoked to celebrate libraries this week. It's going to be really fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of work, but um, yeah. we also have a short week this week, so it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, our theme music was composed by the lovely and talented Gabrielle Perret. Yay. Yay, Gabrielle. And you can find all of our future episodes on iTunes, where we are Loud Girls in Quiet Rooms. We'd love it if you subscribed, rated, and reviewed. You can also find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash lgqrpod. Follow us at LGQRPod on Twitter and send us an email with your library story or museum story or Please. to talk about the whole script <laughs> at LGQRPod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to be a guest, let us know, too. We're hoping to bring some guests on pretty soon. Yeah. And that's it for today. I'm Catherine. I'm Courtney. Thanks so much for listening. Where's my snare? <laughs> I have no snare in my headphones. <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier because I was like, I should clean out my closet. <laughs> oh, man. Okay.